0: Hey everybody. Uh, welcome to Wrestling Let's Talk About It. Uh, sorry it's been a while. Uh, I was taking care of my son. Uh, he is back with his mom now who is actually with me on the podcast today. I've uh, actually got connected through Anchor. Brittany if you want to say hi, introduce yourself. Hi. She has been wanting to do this podcast with me for a while um, and she downloaded Anchor so that way she could do the podcast with me without being next to each other because having two kids in the house it's not possible to do a podcast without being interrupted if you hear our son in the background it's because he likes to randomly scream at things um, but today we just kind of wanted to go over or if um, he slaps the, the
1: microphone i'm very sorry <laughs>
0: uh, <clears throat> we just wanted to kind of go over the draft kind of go over um, i haven't done a podcast yet talking about uh, aw dynamite um, Brittany was actually at the first AEW Dynamite taping, so she can kind of go over um, here in a few minutes what the difference in her opinion was between a live show uh, for AEW and a live show for WWE, because she has been to both. Uh, but the first thing um, I want to talk about, and I know, Brittany, I know you said you had notes. Uh, the only notes I have right now are from uh, who was in the, the draft. What notes did you write? Uh,
1: I wrote down the AEW and WWE difference at live shows. And my thoughts on the Firefly Funhouse, and a couple names that did not get drafted.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about earlier a couple names that get drafted either, but I wasn't just thinking about ones that didn't get drafted. I was thinking about ones that did. Um, When it comes to the draft, the first thing that we we were just talking about this, of course, because I sent you the message, but I think it's weird that. The big news that came out yesterday was that Alexa Bliss and Nikki went to SmackDown, and the rumor is that the Iconics are coming to Raw, and I don't think that was a good
1: move. Oh, no, especially with Triple H saying that they would choose a name in the future. That just, right. it, it, it doesn't make sense.
0: Right. And Well, in the Iconics, I don't think, I don't know if they're thinking they're going to bring ratings to Raw, but I just don't see that happening. Like, people want to see Alexa, and people want to see Nikki. I don't think people want to see the Iconics.
1: Oh no, they they have a gimmick that gets them booed, but definitely not in a good way.
0: It's just because they're not Billy Kay and Peyton Royce aren't that annoying in real life. Like I understand that they're heels and they have to be that annoying, but like when your character is so annoying that I have to mute my television when you're talking, then it's it's too much.
1: And they barely have them on TV. I don't know Yeah. I don't know what they're doing with that and when you get used to seeing a face and then you don't see them for a long time, it, it gets the, the audience confused.
0: I'll say this about the, the draft overall. Is I, I think the one issue I had with it is how predictable it was because you knew before they even said anything who was going where.
1: Oh, yeah. At first, I thought that they'd split some couples up because they've done that in the past, but they certainly aren't doing it now.
0: I mean, it was just like when they, the very first three they did for the Raw one, I mean, when you had Rollins and you had Lesnar going to SmackDown, like it was all just, you already knew that was coming. And it wasn't because it was leaked online beforehand. It was just that predictable that you already knew who was going to go where because Fox is getting their way when it comes to everything, when it comes to getting Bray Wyatt, when it comes to getting Lesnar, everything that they've asked for, they've gotten.
1: They did take a long time for... Seth Rollins, even though he's the universal champion, you'd think he'd be one of the first picks.
0: I think he was, wasn't he? Wasn't he the first one they named on Monday Night Raw?
1: Yeah, but on SmackDown, they just kept going and going and going, and people were wondering, is he going to get drafted? Are they just not going to mention him? What are they doing?
0: I think the biggest one for SmackDown was Bray Wyatt. I've got that written down. And the biggest one for Raw was probably Rollins, but I don't know how they're going to continue this feud because I know um, that you wrote down wanting to talk about the Firefly Funhouse and I don't understand this decision by Fox. I don't get the decision to get rid of the Firefly Funhouse. That was what started the Fiend character and I don't know how they're going to continue it and make it effective.
1: I really hope it's not them thinking the casual audience will get confused because that's what his gimmick is supposed to be. He's supposed to be this happy mr rogers like character but when it comes down to business he is the fiend
0: and that's the thing though he's supposed to have a split personality without the firefly funhouse i don't feel like you can show that split personality
1: and i do find it odd that if they're taking away the firefly funhouse you're drafting him as bray Wyatt. why wouldn't you draft him as just the fiend if you're going to get rid of the firefly funhouse
0: Yeah, and the reason why I was questioning it, too, is because Fox said when they got the rights for SmackDown, they wanted to make it the edgier show. And they didn't want to make it necessarily for kids. They wanted to make it for young adults and adults. And if that's the case, and you're trying to take away that fiend character, I don't understand why. Because if you want to make something edgy, you use the fiend character. That's the one way you can do that.
1: Well, Paul Heyman was very high on Bray Wyatt, so maybe it was... If you get him, then you won't get the Firefly Funhouse. Maybe it was one of those. I don't think we'll ever know.
0: the other part of the draft that I was confused by, and you'll agree with me on this one because we talked about it before, the B team got drafted to SmackDown, but Cesaro got left out of the draft altogether. And that makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever.
1: Oh, that's another name that got left out of the draft uh, due to personal things is uh, Luke Harper.
0: Yeah, Luke Harper. They don't know what's going to go on with his career. Um, I don't know. They've added time onto his contract, but they won't do anything with him. They're basically um, and I'm sorry to anybody who listens to this podcast that I piss off that might be a fanboy, but WWE is very petty when it comes to the business, so they're going to have him sit at home or sit backstage and not do anything and just keep adding time to his contract without actually letting him do any work.
1: I don't know if it's him being too vocal or more to it but he wrote something in his Twitter bio that they became very upset about and then they made him or he decided I'm not sure which one um, he changed it but it did nothing for him I feel like I feel like
0: they excuse me I feel like they kind of cheated the draft too in a way because they didn't use all of the wrestlers. Like They, they put Zay- Sami Zayn and Nakamura together, so technically SmackDown got two people for one, even though Sami Zayn is not his tag team partner. All he uses is his manager.
1: And it counts as one pick.
0: Yeah, and it doesn't make any sense. But, I mean, the SmackDown, in my opinion, even with this draft, hasn't gotten any better. I think it's actually gotten worse. With the way that they're using the Fox executives, with the way that they're using the analysts for NFL, for WWE. It just seems like they're trying too hard to turn WWE into something it's not.
1: I I can't take where you'll be at a commercial and they'll go to come back and they don't go straight to a match or a segment. They have to have the NFL panelists or people that do other sports talk about who they pick or what they do. I don't really care, honestly.
0: Well, and it doesn't make any sense to me because Vincent Mann has said himself that it's not a sport, it's entertainment. It's sports entertainment, it's not a sport itself. So it's for entertainment purposes, but Fox is treating it like it's a real sport. So apparently Vincent Mann and Fox have two different ideas as to what SmackDown is supposed to be.
1: And I've mentioned this to you before, when you're paying all this money to get wwe programming please know who people are because it's embarrassing when they did the red carpet and they called alexa bliss becky lynch and mojo raleigh Sami Zayn. that's very embarrassing
0: i feel like it was just a a cash grab for wwe to buy it from fox and then fox thought that they would get the ratings for smackdown and they're not getting the ratings they thought they were going to get there was four million people the first week because people wanted to see what was going to happen, Then it dropped significantly the second week because, like I said, in my opinion, SmackDown now is worse than it was before. I didn't watch SmackDown much before because I didn't care for it, And now that they've added in the analyst and the panels and the, the backstage executive bullshit, I don't care. It just made it worse for me.
1: I'm sure people won't like me bringing up this name, but I will, and he's rumored to be working with Fox, but not WWE as CM Punk. The last time SmackDown, in my opinion, was very interesting was with the straight edge society. There was CM Punk and who is now, well, he was Luke Gowers back then too. They had just different things going on that made you interested. And Edge was still there. And right now, Fox or WWE or both are doing experimental things with him for medical procedures to get him back. Because I feel like, I, I really hope that I'm wrong. I feel like Fox wants him. And if he can get cleared by any means necessary, that's what they'll do.
0: Well, the thing is, I don't think they will though, because just a couple weeks ago, we've, we've talked about this multiple times because it still blows my mind. He was sitting on a bus outside the stadium and they chose not to use him. They chose to end the show with Kane Velasquez and Brock Lesnar instead.
1: And we find it very suspicious that Pro Wrestling Tees at 2 o'clock in the morning on Thursday posted one new shirt. All of CM Punk's original shirts were gone. And it's a black shirt that says CM Punk sucks.
0: Yeah, I still don't understand that because it's been almost a week now and nothing's. there's been no lead-up to it.
1: The last thing I heard that could probably it could probably be added to it is when he spoke out against Colt Cabana when they settled out of court and he claimed to multiple different fans that he would pay Colt Cabana the money that he wanted if he asked him but because he crossed him he said no
0: yeah but they finally settled out of court and everything's done so that I don't I don't know for sure if that has anything to do with it but I feel like and I feel like it would be I feel like C M Punk has something to do with that CM Punk suck shirt because if not, pro wrestling tees could get sued for slander because they made that shirt without his permission. Oh yeah. So so I don't think that he doesn't know about the shirt. I think that I, I don't know, maybe he signed with WWE and I mean they they keep talking about how they want him back, but him and Triple H, if they butt heads again, then he's just gonna leave. Because eventually, Triple H is going to take over everything. Once Vince McMahon dies, because we all know Vince McMahon is never going to step down. Once he dies, Triple H is going to take over everything. And if CM Punk ever did come back, he's not going to want to be there with Triple H in charge of everything. Now, maybe with Paul Heyman being in charge of head creative, whatever, for Raw, maybe he has a different mindset because Paul Heyman has more control. I don't know. Executive director.
1: So... Yeah, Heyman is one below Vince.
0: So maybe that convinced him too, but Heyman's on Raw, not SmackDown, and they're trying to get punk on SmackDown. So I don't know. I don't there's a lot of stuff going on right now that with WWE that that confuses me as far as their decisions go, as far as their um I I d I don't know what they're doing. I don't know but the people that they left off the draft, the people the people they put in the draft. Um we'll move on to the AEW discussion here in a second. Mm-hmm. But um the other one that I was confused about is... Like, I don't know what they're going to do with Liv Morgan now. Because I was looking at her name on this list of drafts. Because now that they've burned down the Firefly Funhouse. I don't know how they're going to introduce her. If they're going to introduce her as a associate of the Fiend. I don't know how they're going to do it.
1: The Riot Squad has... They're just lost. All three of them. Ruby Riot uh, as... Most people know she had two different uh, shoulder surgeries and she is... I checked on this. She is out indefinitely. There is no estimated time for her return. Sarah Logan is still on main event. I didn't know main event was still a thing. But
0: I think have it either before or after one of the shows.
1: And then Liv Morgan, the last we saw Liv Morgan, we didn't even actually see her. There was... A short clip on Instagram of her pink hair falling to the ground. Does that mean she has very short hair? Did she change her look at, completely? We don't know. I just hope, I hope they bring her back with something good because you don't want to waste Liv Morgan.
0: I don't see what the point of putting her on Total Divas was unless you're going to use her on the show. That's what doesn't make any sense to me. Because if you put her on Total Divas... Unless you're just using her as eye candy, which is wrong, too. Because if you put her on Total Divas just to try to get ratings, it's not happening. Because Total Divas has the lowest ratings it's had since it started.
1: I don't – I haven't watched Total Divas since they took who is now John Moxley and Renee Young off of it because they gained my attention. They're a very normal type couple. Uh, I haven't even seen Liv Morgan on Total Divas. I watch clips of Carmella and Corey Graves. But everyone else, like Natalia, like Ronda Rousey, I just it, it doesn't interest me.
0: I haven't watched Total Divas since they added Mandy because I don't like Mandy as a person. I don't like her outside the ring. I don't like her attitude outside the ring. I, don't, I So I I can't I can't stand her. So I haven't watched it since they added her onto the show. I don't know if she's on there anymore or not. But I don't like Ronda Rousey either. So I I mean, you take Mandy off and add Ronda Rousey to it. I'm not going to watch it either.
1: I'm not sure if Mandy Rose is on, but every clip I've seen. It's Rhonda and Natty or Sonya Deville doing something. There's, there's not very much for, for Carmela and, and Corey Graves, but we know Corey Graves is only on there because that is her boyfriend.
0: Oh, Let me, let me mention this, and then I'll, I'll let you talk about the, the difference between AEW and WWE, because I have to bring this up, because it's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen a lot of stupid shit from WWE. But changing Chad Gable's name to Shorty Gable <laughs> was stupid. Like, that's all I can say about it. Like, it was not – why? I don't get it.
1: I thought it was a joke, honestly.
0: No, it's, it's a legit thing. Like, it's
1: – I When I watched that match between uh, King Corbin and now Shorty Gable, and I'll go into this real quick, I'm a big fan of Baron Corbin. His booking is not that great, but they just hand him these gimmick wins, hoping it'll set on fire.
0: It never has. I mean, Corbin has never really been over. I hate to say that because he's a good wrestler, but he's never been over. He's never gotten the crowd behind him. I mean, he's never, even as a heel, people don't boo him. They're just sick of him. It's not that people are booing him because of his character. People are just tired of seeing him.
1: He won money in the bank for them to waste it for him to lose to John Cena in an extremely quick match. That was very embarrassing.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Corbin, I don't know what they're planning on doing with him. I don't know if he's going to jump ship someday because he's going to get tired of the way his character's being used. When, I don't know.
1: When he shaved his head when he was the boss-type character... I thought it would breathe new life into the character because he had the long hair. It was holding on by a thread. I thought, you know, new look, maybe new direction, but it's been the same old same old for the last three, four years now.
0: Well, the next thing that I want to talk about um, besides WWE not doing anything different, even though they've got these new executives and everything, Um, like I say guys, Brittany was part of the first AEW dynamite in Washington DC. Um, but I just wanted to have her kind of be on here, kinda go over um, what the atmosphere was like as far as the fans go and the the different feel between that show and and a WWE show because I mean you, Britney, have met not you not only have you been to multiple shows for WWE, but you've met wrestlers too. So I mean you're You're one of those people that I can go to and say, hey, you know, what's the difference? Because you've been to, just like me, you've been to multiple WWE shows and now you've been to a Dynamite show. So what was was the atmosphere difference between WWE and an AEW show as far as the feeling goes, like when you walk in the door and the fans and their reaction?
1: From the time I got there while we were waiting, everybody was so polite and willing to talk to you. They would... They would talk to you for hours, even if they didn't know you. You had people dressed up with different vests on. There was uh, a young kid dressed as Orange Cassidy. I was dressed as John Moxley. And multiple different people stopped me to compliment the vest that I had made, replicating Moxley's. And as we were standing in line with, when you go to a WWE show, they are they are yelling at you, they become very agitated with you, they get so upset. But at an AEW show, as the doors were about to open, they had seven different lines to make sure that you got in there swiftly and safely. They shut down part of the street because there were so many people, but they were very nice. They made sure that everybody got in. When they were supposed to, they said, have a nice show. Everyone at the merchandise table was pleasant. And sometimes at WWE shows, they check your ticket six, seven times because they get worried that you're going to change a section. And I was told by security, they knew who I was. They had seen me multiple times. Don't worry about it. So it was very different walking into a AEW show where everyone was so excited to see you and see the fans. It It was kind of shocking to me because all I knew for the longest time was the strict WWE, get in, don't do this, don't do this. Okay, have a good show.
0: I know that you told me that the show felt quicker than a WWE show because, of course, there's a, an hour difference between the two. Like, if you go to SmackDown, you're still sitting there for two hours, but if you go to Raw, you're sitting there for – actually, you're sitting there for more than three hours because if you sit through the dark matches before, you're sitting there for more like four, oh, or four or and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, but what I feel like and, – and maybe I'm wrong on this, but correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like with a WWE show, the – okay, let me ask you this before I say this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How did the fans – react after the show like how was everybody's attitude after the show
1: everybody after the show because we had three more dark matches to go justin roberts announced it uh right before they went off the air while it was a commercial break that there would be three more matches and justin roberts incredible announcer such a nice guy um they were excited they wanted to see who was going to be in these dark matches, and um, the Lucha Bros was in one of the dark matches, and the pop they got from the fans was amazing because we had already been there. We had sat through right before Dynamite went on the air. We saw Darby Allen and sema Darby Allen got a huge reaction that he that was genuine when he looked around the arena, he had never heard anything like that in his life. And he was just taking it in. And even from a dark match all through dynamite, it was probably 10 o'clock by the time it went off the air. We were, we were ready for more where you go to a WWE show, you are like, oh, thank God, we've been here three, almost four hours. We wanted more. So that that was a huge difference.
0: That's what I feel like. That's what I was thinking too. Like I feel like after WWE show, it's after WWE show, it's eleven thirty at night. I mean, you're just worn out and you're just ready to go home. But I feel like with an AEW show, the atmosphere is going to be excitement. Maybe that'll change. We're only tonight's what the third show for. Yeah, tonight would be the third show for AEW. Um, and I'm I'm trying to go the one on November twentieth. So if I go the one on November twentieth in Indianapolis. Of course, we'll do a podcast about that too, Um, but I just feel like the attitude that everybody would have would be different because not only is it the decisions that WWE makes upsets fans, Um, and I know that AEW people are going to listen to this podcast and say, well, it's something new. It's something exciting. Of course, people are going to be excited about it, and yeah, but the reason why is because it's something fresh. It's not the same shit that we've been going through for the last 10 years. WWE has said multiple times, okay, we're going to listen to the fans. We're going to listen to to what you want. And that has not happened one single time in I don't know how long.
1: I think you heard this, but if if you didn't, I didn't personally witness this, but in line there were people that had uh, signs that said Vince Fears ratings and then there was a picture of Vince in a baby crib. Some wild signs. I I thought they were very funny. And Justin... Well,
0: the Vince Fears ratings ones, <clears throat> that one ended up on television. That one was, somebody was in the front row with that sign. I saw that sign.
1: Oh, yeah. And Justin Roberts was showing them on the Titan Tron. So here I am thinking, oh, you know, this is, this is okay. This is funny. But a couple minutes into the show, at some point during the show, all of those signs were taken and ripped up.
0: I don't know why, though, because that, what you're talking about with the Justin Roberts showing those on the Titan Tron, that was during a commercial break for us. That wasn't shown on television. That was just for the audience.
1: That, that's why I'm letting people know that if you didn't know that, I'm not sure why there was a problem later, but when we were about to go on the air, they were perfectly okay showing them.
0: I have to say this before we move on to because I want to talk about dynamite tonight in full gear and mm-hmm. stuff, but I'm a huge Omega fan and Brittany's a huge Moxley fan, so there's a rivalry there. I just want everybody to know that.
1: Through a glass table.
0: Yeah, but he's still going to lose it full gear.
1: Okay, I heard that loud crash.
0: Yeah, full gear.
1: <laughs> okay, moving on.
0: But I think I think Darby Allen wins tonight. Tonight is the third AEW Dynamite. It's Chris Jericho versus Darby Allen for the title, and I think Darby Allen is going to win.
1: I hope so. I've been a very big Darby fan. I will admit I had no idea who this man was before he faced uh, Cody. And I was blown away by that match. I loved it. And to see the coffin drop in person, not once, not twice, but three times is a sight to see. It's... It's nothing super fancy. It's not like what Pac used to call the red arrow, but it, it's such a simple move, but it is so pretty to see in person.
0: I mean there's some I mean there's some big matches tonight. And, uh, I, so far I've enjoyed every episode of AEW Dynamite that I've that I've seen. Like the two episodes that have aired, I've absolutely loved. I told you this, I'll tell the people listening this, the only complaint I have about AEW Dynamite so far is they do the two count and kick out too much. I feel like they do it in every match and they need to slow it down.
1: The first show, now, they did two different run-ins. They did Moxley's run-in. He was advertised all night long. And after a while, I was like, okay, during this six-man tag... He's going to come get Omega. Everyone said no, and here came Moxley. And a couple minutes later, everyone's coming out to help Jericho. And here comes Dustin Rhodes that was he got a great reaction as well. And then we see I <laughs> I always get confused because of the spelling, but Jake Jack Jack Hager, he came running through the crowd. And that was a big surprise because we had mentioned that all during that day. And apparently he had been signed since all out, but no one knew. And I had no idea because he was doing his, his Bellator thing. He's still (laughs) undefeated in that. So we just thought, Oh, well, you know, he's doing his thing. He's going to, he's going to move on. But I think it's a good call for him the last couple of weeks. He doesn't say a word. He doesn't talk. He just stands there.
0: To be fair, though, with his undefeated streak, he's only fought two people. So let's settle down on that.
1: <laughs> well, I hate to bring up this name again, but much more than CM Punk did.
0: I don't know what happened with CM Punk in UFC. I don't know if that was just a payday. I don't know what that was because last I knew, he didn't need the money unless he blew all of his WWE money and he needed a cash out. I don't know.
1: But I do like that they don't have him talk at all because they had him doing different gimmicks in WWE, talking with a lisp. He was champion for a while. It felt like a fluke. It was just, it was not a good direction. And for him to come to AEW, not say a word, and more or less slowly but surely reinvent himself, I I think it's a good thing.
0: And I'm excited to see where AEW goes because this is another difference between the two companies. I know there's always going to be differences, but I feel like AEW in the last year has done everything right that WWE should have done. Like they're pushing the younger stars. They're not pushing the same five people over and over again. Like WWE keeps pushing Rollins and Reigns and Lesnar, and they just keep cycling the same like four or five people over and over again. Like I wasn't expecting Darby Allen to get a world title shot so soon, and I'm glad he is because they're – pushing all the talent it's not just one or two people it's everybody
1: well jimmy havoc he is still actively in the deathmatch community so i thought well if they give him this title shot he's going to have to cut all that out and i know he won't want to do that
0: i don't think he'll if he goes for anything i think havoc will go for the television title whenever they introduce it not the world title What's the matter,
1: Sorry you guys. He had fallen asleep and now he's just trying to get himself back to sleep.
0: You have his bottle?
1: Oh yeah, he drank it all.
0: Okay. Alright, we'll wrap it up so he can try to go back to sleep. But uh but yeah, I mean it's, we'll do this again of course, but um yeah, I I just I'm very happy with where he is. Um, and I hope they continue to to expand and to get bigger.
1: Same. It's 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 a relief to have something different.
0: I want to say this before I before I disconnect it. I found a website that I want to tell people about. This is not a sponsorship. This is of you can know. There's a website I found called WrestleTravel.com where you pay for travel, and they it's like a two thousand dollar package, and they pay for your flight and everything to get to places, and they sponsor AEW. New Japan and WWE. So, if anybody wants to go to WrestleMania or to Double or Nothing in Vegas in May or anything like that, um, wrestletravel.com. You make payments a little bit at a time. It's not the $2,000 up front. Um, I think I'm going to Double or Nothing in Vegas in May because of this website. So, if anybody wants to go to WrestleMania and doesn't have all the money up front, um, they do have WrestleMania travel packages that you can get. Go look that up. Um, I discovered it through Instagram, actually, and I think it's a fantastic idea. Um, Brittany, was there any last thoughts that you had before the disconnect?
1: Um, I think we should talk about one one more thing real quick. Is because tonight, Pac will team with Moxley, and we saw last week that Pac was very upset that he was not getting a title shot, and Darby Allen was. So, is Moxley going to? Become a heel and align himself with Pac? Is he just going to say that he's a loner? I don't know how this is going to work out.
0: Moxley's never going to be a heel or a face. Moxley is going to be Moxley. He's yeah. never going to join sides. He's just going to be, fuck everybody. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why last week he didn't hit Omega with the barbed wire because basically Pac had packed. Hawk, I don't know, whatever, however you say it, I don't give a shit about him. (laughs) But his, him hitting him in the back and then Moxley not doing anything, I think Moxley was like, no, I want to do this on my own. So that just showed me that Moxley doesn't need anybody's help, that he's going to do it on his time when he wants to. He doesn't need Omega getting jumped first and then attacking him. He's going to do it himself.
1: Yeah.
0: But I don't, Hawk, I don't care for him because with him refusing to show up at at double or nothing. Uh, and then, I mean, it was just his attitude towards everything just kind of put a sour taste in my mouth. So I liked him as Neville in WWE, and I was excited for him to show up in AEW, and then everything that he did leading up to his debut, just it just put a sour taste in my mouth.
1: And him openly not wanting to put over Kenny Omega was was a big thing because I couldn't understand why he'd be okay putting over hangman page and when management cody whoever it was mentioned to pac pac however he wants to pronounce it that he should put over omega he immediately shut it down and almost told them don't even bother with me
0: Yeah, I just, and like I said, that just didn't sit well with me. I just I didn't know he was that kind of person. Um, so I I really thought he was just a a team player. I didn't realize he was that kind of person.
1: I think I think this goes along with as Neville him being booked to lose to Enzo, and I think that has made him very bitter.
0: Well, he needs to get over it because that was a long time ago.
1: Well, you know some people, and we aren't going to mention any names in the wrestling business that can't let things go.
0: Well, There's a lot of people that are like that. There's people, I mean, Bret Hart's one of those people. There's people that go online and just make rants about wrestlers because they are bitter about stuff from the past. They can't just let it go. Try to do, try to figure out what our next subject is going to be. Honestly, I think I want the next subject to be, because I've been wanting to do it for a while, is going to be The whole thing with Crispin Wall I've been wanting to do that podcast for a while and I still haven't done it yet
1: yeah if we if we do that I'll have to listen to Jericho's podcast with Nancy's sister again because there's a lot of information that she had that no one knew about
0: yeah I'll have to look it up and listen to it I'll do my research on the case itself too because there's a lot of a lot of strange stuff about that case that I would want to discuss and talk about It's just a it's just just a, a weird situation. Like I, I think that he did it because of the way that you know his his brain was and everything. But um, yeah, it's it's something that I've been wanting to talk about. So we'll do that on the next podcast. But yeah, um, AEW Dynamite is on tonight at eight, of course. Um, tonight is I think they've only matched. They've announced three matches tonight. Britt Baker versus Riho for the Women's Championship tag team match with Omega, Hangman versus Moxie and Pac, and then, of course, the World Championship with Darby Allin and Chris Jericho. Um, Yeah, that'll be a solid show overall. Um, I like the fact that AEW is not relying on promos when they do have them. They're only about five minutes long.
1: And uh, we have NXT tonight too as well and I'll probably watch that later and um, for everyone listening AEW the last two weeks in a row have beaten NXT's ratings even with oh, yeah. even with the return of Finn Bauer the return of Tommaso Ciampa which we did not know would ever be cleared again yeah
0: and their ratings have been I mean they're Huge margin, but they're still getting beat.
1: It's it's very so so and I and I think that the way that they book certain people really hurts them, especially Shayna Baszler.
0: Yeah, I can't stand the way they book that woman.
1: Because who who is there? Who is there believable that could beat that woman with her and her henchman over there?
0: It's whoever it is it's gonna be who whoever is facing her at the takeover before Wrestlemania because she'll debut the night after Wrestlemania
1: as much as I you won't want to hear it I won't want to hear it I've kind of thought for a one off match the only person on any roster that could beat that woman is Ronda Rousey
0: yeah but Rousey's not going to come back and go for the NXT Women's Championship she's going to be like oh I'm too good for that because that's who Rousey is
1: Oh yeah, even though she made previous statements that she'll do whatever they tell her to do, which apparently is untrue.
0: Clearly not, because she signed a five year contract and she was there for three months, won the championship, and left.
1: Yeah, she told her she uh told everyone she couldn't handle it anymore because she was getting booed too much.
0: Learn how to act, learn how to wrestle. <laughs> I,
1: I think you need thick skin when you do stuff like that like that for a business i mean look at hell in a cell seth rollins almost jumped over a barricade at a fan that said seth rollins is not cool
0: sometimes they plant those fans in the fans in the crowd though to get people talking
1: yeah it just it it looked very unprofessional to me and after his spat with will
0: All right, guys. So, what we'll do, um, I don't want to try to wake the baby up again. It sounds like he went back to sleep. Um, I know. I'll we try to figure we out kept that.
1: saying we were going to wrap this up, but then we found a new topic.
0: Um, I'll figure out in the next couple of days when we can do uh podcast again. We'll do the Christmas one next. Uh, so, thank you, Brittany, for joining me on the podcast. It was fun. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you guys in the next couple of days.